You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. everything now for your hosts gary and chris what up what up what up podcast 213 monday april 30th edition of the show i'm gary and i'm chris all right as you all know you can follow us on twitter you follow the show at winning cures you can follow me at gary wce you follow me at chris b giannini you can also like the show on facebook facebook.com slash uh, winning Cures Everything. You can also check out the website. The show is brought to you by the website, winningcureseverything.com. Go check that bad boy out. Share this out with all your uh, all your friends on social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, wherever you want to share it. I don't know what all the social media sites are now. Uh, but also, as always, the show is brought to you by mybookie.ag, the best online sports book out there. Go check it out, www.mybookie.ag. I know you're wanting to make some plays on NBA and NHL playoff games. If you're going to do it, go to mybookie.ag, sign up with promo code WCE50. That's WCE50. They'll give you a 50% deposit bonus, so that means if you put in $200, they're going to give you $100 in free cash just to play with. So $200 equals $300. It ain't bad. Go do it. MyBookie.ag, promo code WCE50. Chris, on today's show, we're going to talk about the NFL draft recap. The uh, five teams that we each thought had the best draft. The SEC had the most draft picks again. We're going to play a little NFL draft trivia. I don't know. Et cetera, et cetera. We're going to do a lot with the NFL draft. Uh, the NBA playoffs. LeBron James won a game seven in the first round. It's been a while since he's done that. We're going to talk series, odds, matchups, etc. The NHL playoffs are also going on right now. We are going to talk about the Penguins complaining about the uh, referees in Game 2. We're going to talk about the Titans O-line smashing beers before the Preds game. All sorts of different stuff. The first thing that I want to talk to you about. Well, first, I'm going to tell you guys. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go do it. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Play. Leave us a review. Five stars. Help us out. Written review. Tell everybody how wonderful we are, how sultry 
our voices sound all silky smooth and whatnot. Uh, the first thing I want to talk to you about is the Avengers movie came out this weekend. Oh, we can't talk too much about it. It just oh, no, no, came no, no, no. out. I'm, I'm not going to talk about out. spoilers. I'm going to talk about the money. Oh, okay. We can talk about Let's money. Let's talk about the money. But you know I love the business side of these things. Yeah. Infinity War broke both the domestic opening weekend box office record and worldwide opening record with a massive $250 million domestically and $630 million worldwide. One weekend. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So I saw uh, our boy Fletchy shared this out with me a while back. Uh, well, I say a while back. It was like last night. That the Avengers <laughs> in last one night. weekend did what uh, the Justice League movie did the entire play. The Justice, move, this, the Justice League made $250 million for being out for, you know, like six weeks. Multiple weeks. weeks. Yeah. Holy it did crap. It, it did it in one weekend. That's unreal. That's just domestically. That's just in America. That's that's insane to me. That that tells you there is a difference between what DC is doing in their superhero movies and what Marvel is doing. Well, it, I don't think anybody wanted... So Marvel did a smart thing by building up, right? So that's you, right. like, establish these characters because the Justice League, like... They made it, one Superman movie, then immediately made Superman versus Batman, and then immediately made... Uh, Justice League. Well, they they had Suicide Squad, but it's one of those things where there's well, that not didn't really tie into the Justice League though. Like not, in this no, story, really. in this storyline, they made three quick movies, bam, 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 and they got you all the way to the end. I mean, it's and it's not like they didn't make money. No, like they made money. So I think that people are not patient enough at these studios, right? It took Marvel ten years to put out eighteen movies, but the deal is they built a storyline for every single one of these characters. And from what I hear, it's almost impossible to get everybody adequate screen time because all these guys are superstars now. So you've got... But they're only everybody. superstars because of what Marvel has done. Right. You've got two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. you got, what, three Thor movies. Yeah, The only one that's got, like, a solo is Doctor Strange and, what, like, The Incredible Hulk? No, I mean, But the, the Hulk yeah. was in the Avenger movies, but, like, you know, Doctor Strange is, is relatively new. That's right. So, Ant- like, Ant Man, he was in some of the Avenger movies. So, but but the issue here is that they have, like, they built up. They built this oh, stuff no. up. They, they actually built a storyline. They developed. And, and another thing that they did was, and not that that DC hasn't done this. Marvel has developed these characters, these the, the people that they have hired and cast to to be these these individuals. They're them. Tony yeah. Tony Stark. Uh, they, oh God! Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. He's oh, him. he certainly if, is. If something happened, God willing, this doesn't happen. He gets hit by a bus tomorrow. They they can't just put somebody else in the suit and say you be Tony Stark. Now they can't recast him. You can't recast anybody else as Captain America or Thor. Like it's it. You have to kill the character off and move on. That's your yeah. only option. Because they've done such a good job. Now, I actually think DC's done a better job than most people. People have been really critical of them. I think the chick that plays Wonder Woman, I'm absolutely in love with. I think she's unbelievable. The perfect character for that role. Um, What's her name? Gal Gadot? Yes. Like Gal Gadot? That's, she's So, yeah, she's, she's awesome. So, anyway, but, but Marvel is leaving them in the dust. What I wanted to bring up was the... The top five opening weekend movies, okay, of all time. 
So what I would like to do is there a way to do this percentage wise and not like with uh, inflation involved in it? Because movies just cost so much more today than they did back when Star Wars the original movie came out. That's you know I don't like know. I wish this I could have just a ticket list. number like how many tickets were sold. I don't care about dollar amounts. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. Why is that information not readily available? You know, I don't know. I wanted to play that and have it go <laughs> a lot smaller. It didn't, uh, or a lot lower volume. No, it didn't good. work out. That's good. There we go. Just to have a little something in the background. There we go. All right, it'll just kind of chill in the background. All right, so here's, uh, I want to I wanna ask you. Okay. If you can, if you can name some off the top of your head, who do you think might be in the top five? And and this is not for inflation, whatever. Just think back over the last like ten years, right? I think okay, so it's got to be. I, I I think man, it might have been longer than ten years ago. Was Avatar over ten years old? Avatar is really almost twenty years, I think. I'm gonna bet a, at least like maybe the last Lord of the Rings movie would have been in there. Neither of those is on it. No Lord of the Rings movies. Nope. Um, I'm now, those bet, those no, might have on. the longest, like, as far as Let the me, most grossed ever. Yeah. But not opening weekend. How many of them are Marvel movies? Uh, let's see. Because I'm going to I'm gonna bet that. Hang on. Is Deadpool one? Infinity War is is what, one of did, them. Did, the did, other four are not. I, then I got no clue. I'm losing all over the place. Number two is The Fate of the Furious. 2017. It did 541 million opening weekend. I don't know what that is. It's uh, uh, the Fast and Furious, like, number eight or oh, whatever. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the few dudes that are just out on that franchise. I, I, I could not believe. They've got two in the top ten. After two, I'm done. Oh, the second one was horrible. So, well, and then three, four, five, yeah. whatever. They're all nine. pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, number three was Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I knew it would be a Star Wars in here, and it would be one of the newer ones. But either I Last know. Jedi or The Force Awakens. Yeah. The Force Awakens was 2015. It did 528.96 million. Epic movie. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty insane. Jurassic World 2015 really? did 524.9 million. That's crazy. And then Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Yes. Okay. The last Harry Potter I should have figured would yep. have been did 483 million. Just like I thought, Lord of the Rings. Anything that has like a big, like run up to it and a massive fan base. Yeah, which is what the I Avengers like movies the, always. The did. final one would be just oh, yeah. untouchable. Well, it's because everybody's already seen all of the other Why ones, can't right? we get just a ticket number stat? Why is it so hard to do that? You know, I wish... <laughs> Who the hell didn't think, why are we counting money? Like, why are like, we counting if, money? What, why if, are we... what if in the 70s, the original Star Wars blew all these guys out, but tickets were a nickel? That's a good point. It's, 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 hard, to get a, it's hard to get $200 million in nickels. They, they wanted to count uh, as far as, you know, the 3D sales and IMAX movie sales and whatnot. I looked at the IMAX for uh, for Avengers. It's like sixteen bucks a ticket. Well, yeah, it's an IMAX. It's different, but, but it's it's well, still regular, twelve bucks a, a regular, ticket to go regular. I was just about to say a regular ticket's not a whole lot less than that. That's uh, my wife went to a theater that was like ridiculous. Like it was the Collierville movie theater. That's the They've only got theater. That's the only theater I go to. It's a recliners. They I, bring I, I, food I will, out to you in the Memphis area. I, I don't go to any other theater. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. All right, you ready to uh, move on to the next go-round? Let's let's move it on. All right, let's do this thing. Uh, the NFL draft. First thing I want to bring up. How much of this did you watch? All of it. 
So three days worth, you watched the whole thing. I watched it. Well, the the second and third day, it was on in the background while I was doing a lot of crap around the house. I kind of did the same thing, right? So yeah. I I watched it. So Ryan and I, buddy of ours, went to uh, went to Hooters and got dinner and just sat and watched the NFL draft first round, and it was really intriguing, super intriguing. So, um, second day, I spent a little time watching it. But eventually, I went to uh, I just I went to the NFL app, and and kind of followed it from there because you know my wife wanted to do some things and whatnot. And Saturday it was kind of the same thing, where I would I got up, the draft started at 11 a.m. I took the dogs to the vet and whatnot early in the morning Saturday, and then I get home and it's awesome. <laughs> what am I hearing? As handsome as you guys are to look at, I thought you might like to know there may be a something. A sound issue. She's obviously doing that from my computer. And can't hear anything. That's interesting. No sound. Nah, we'll figure it out. It can it can hear us, so that should be fine. I hope. <laughs> if not, then we probably have a court issue. And we'll mess with that later. Either way. Um I like that she's the only one that told us. I don't know that anybody else has checked in. Oh, no. We've had uh, several several people check in. And they all just checked out. And they checked in and checked out, and that's it. So, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll see what happens. Unless you'd like for me to keep going. Keep going. Okay. All right. So, we'll, we'll keep going. David Akers. Did you see David Akers? Yeah. What did you think? It, well, to, to play this up, former Eagles kicker absolutely trolled the Cowboys fans in Dallas he said the he was yelling about all the different accolades and all the accomplishments that the Eagles did. Well, this he's past mocking year. the dude that did it for Dallas last year in, in Philadelphia. Philly. Yes, so he said Sadly, the last time the Cowboys name. were in the Super Bowl, these draft picks weren't born yet. It was 1996. He's actually right. He's, he's correct. It's been 22 years. He is correct. That is bananas. What did you think of that? Good play. Um. I thought it was a good po- – I don't mind what he did. I like what he did. Here's my problem. They have known you were going to do that since they won the Super Bowl and they were going to – they've had months to, to, like, put this together. That should have been well rehearsed and delivered far smoother and better than anything else. And then my next question to I Philadelphia- think I enjoyed the fact that it was like a, a – Small white kicker doing it. That was my he next question. He had the WWE thing going on. Do you think they should have picked somebody other than the kicker? Probably. I don't know who they would have gotten. Because it didn't seem like they had, like, all-time greats up there, right? So they, they had some. But, like, the Titans, the next thing that I have up here is Vince Young announcing the second-round pick for the Titans. He doesn't know how to say the name Harold. Like, if you're looking at a card. He, now, he can't read. Hang on. Let's not... He scored a six on the Wonderly. I am one to not criticize. I have dyslexia. I couldn't read until I was in 11th grade. I understand the difficulties here. They hand you a card. You got to know how to read the name Harold. Or if you're having trouble with it, you can ask somebody. That's right. Because they give you the card backstage. Before you walk out there, you got to know how to say this thing. Yes. So, Harold Landry, Boston College defensive end. Vince Young called him Honor Landry. Honor, Honor Landry. There's no If you end. just enunciate it, if you just like phonetically sound it out, you'll say it right. Like even if it was Harold, yeah. like Harold, 
that'd be fine. Yeah. But but honor is not fine. Vince, we can't do that. Vince is just shaming the Tennessee Titans even more. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, next up, all right, I, I'm curious about this. The Saints traded the 27th pick. There are two lower round picks, two of them anyway, uh, and then next year's first round pick to move up to 14 to draft Marcus Davenport, defensive end from UT San Antonio. I thought that was ridiculous. That's, I was curious now, what you thought I, about this. I will tell you this. I know what they're trying to do. I listened to I, – I, I obsess about the draft. I have listened to almost every podcast that I can find if I just go into the podcast app and type in NFL draft coverage. Like, like there's a lot of people out there, and I listen to all of them. Almost across the board, people think this kid is going to be a stud, and he just happened to chose he chose to go to a small school. Yeah, yeah. But he could have played major power five SEC Wait, he ball, was, something like that. I think he was a three star coming out. Yeah, like he, he wasn't anything crazy. If but, he's that good, then I think defensive linemen are worth that. Yes, and, and well, it, it, the Saints this. realized last year because they won a lot of games yeah. with defense, right? Well, and here is the other thing you got to remember. Their pick this year wasn't great. It was like 27. And then next year's pick, if they're going all in on this season right now, next year's the pick next will year's be in pick will be in the late to... 20s and early 30s. So so they don't think they're giving up that much. Now, when I say you, you gave up two ones for, for this dude that I've never heard of before, then some of that could be shame on me that I don't know him. But at the same time, I mean, I believe in defensive line. Yeah. I believe that you win games in defensive We'll get to the, the my Eagles, philosophy. The Eagles and the about, Vikings. About the defensive line in drafting and one of my teams. The Patriots. Let's move on to that. The Patriots skipped out on Lamar Jackson. You were a little irritated about that. They drafted Isaiah Wynn and Sony Michelle from Georgia in the first round. I, I'm curious, not so much about that, because I feel like they did well with those players. Oh, you do? I think that you think, yeah. you think a team you think a team that has five really good running backs, no big receivers at all, and and were garbage on defense last year, and has a forty two year old quarterback needed another running back. I think Sony Michelle is going to be really good. That's, That's all well and good. Guess what? We got five running backs on the roster. Now yeah. we got six. Can you name them? Yeah, yeah, I can. We've got White Gillisley. Burkhead, uh, the is dude Gillisley from Ole Miss. Still there? Bill, Gillisley's still there. Gillisley's probably going to be the one to get cut because he's yeah. the highest paid, too. Um, ben Jarvis Green. Hold on, stop, stop, stop. Brandon Bolden. Not Ben, ben Jarvis Green Bolden. else is gone. You're right. Bolden's the other guy from Ole Miss. Uh, all right, you messed me up. <laughs> White. Rex Burkhead. Uh, Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead. Yeah. I got him already. Bolden, Gillisley. I am missing one, and that is hard cheese i should know this i have no idea i know who it is too i can see his face that's sad of me i should i should have my patriots card taken away you're looking that up yeah i'm looking it up right now we'll see james white jeremy hill jeremy hill that's it they just signed him that, yep. that's it they just got that's jeremy forgivable hill. they've he's been on the team less than a month so gillisley uh, yeah brandon bolden yeah they got five guys and now that are all Sony serviceable michelle. and now sonny michelle and what is sonny michelle Sonny Michelle will probably do a lot of running out of the slot like all these other guys. All we have on the roster are slot receivers as well. Just an FYI to everybody out there, all we have are slot receivers. Yeah, could have gotten uh, Cortland Sutton. Could have no. gotten uh, Anthony Miller. Yeah, anybody. 
I'd have killed for Anthony Miller. But in hindsight, in honest truth, look, I, I think we, Isaiah Wynn was a great draft pick. I don't I, have a problem with I, the win because we perfect. we need a left tackle. We need a tackle bad. And he's big enough and can play the tackle. People criticize that pick some because of his size. Listen, before they dated, uh, they they drafted Nate Soldier, who was a monster, just a physical stud that looked like every tackle in the world looks. They had Matt Light, and Matt Light was Tom Brady's original tackle from the very beginning. Yeah, and he looks just like this guy. I know that you're not supposed to compare black guys and white guys in the draft. Like, you got to always find the guy that looks like the other guy. Matt Light and this dude are the same size. Matt Light used to play guard, learned to play tackle. And the Patriots have the best offensive line coach in the history of football. He'll figure this thing out. So, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that. I do have a problem with drafting a sixth running back. Our quarterback is 42. I, I worship Tom. Our quarterback is 42 years old. Yeah. That's what I have a problem with. Well, here's here's where I'm – so my question on this is the only quarterback that they drafted was LSU's Danny Etling. Right. And you are on the record as really disliking Danny Etling. And I understand it was yeah. a seventh-round pick. No. But can you make sense of this for me? How do you oh, explain no, no, no. this? They, they took a seventh-round pick flyer on a dude, and they're going to get him into camp and see if Josh McDaniels can do his little voodoo magic. And let me tell you this. You know how I always joke about Nick Saban might be the Antichrist and he sold his soul to the devil long ago to be a, what he does? I'm not exaggerating about this. If they turn Danny Etling into a Super Bowl quarterback, Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, that trio is like some new evil trinity that the world should all be grateful. They are using <laughs> their powers for football and not world domination. Yes, I'm, I'm with you. That's a fact. I'm with you. Let's see. I... I'm wanting to – here we go. All right, so I, I'm looking at the top undrafted players that, you know, did not go drafted. These are the names of the quarterbacks that did not get picked. Okay? Now, some of them, totally understandable. Chase Litton from Marshall. I was a little surprised by that. Kurt Benkert from Virginia was number two. Nick Shimanick from Texas Tech. J.T. Barrett from Ohio State, Riley Ferguson from Memphis, uh, Nick Stevens from Colorado State, Kenny Hill from TCU, obviously everybody knows his turnover problems, Brandon Silvers from Troy, John O'Corn from Michigan, uh, Jeremiah Briscoe from Sam Houston State, everybody remembers that name, Kyle Allen from Houston. Is there any one of those that you would have rather had than, uh, than Danny Atley? No, because... Not Bill Riley Ferguson. Bill's, Bill's, no, God, no. Bill's not going to take anybody that's ever quit on a team. That He just, he cares about, let me tell you what he was looking for in a quarterback when he was doing that. Are you smart? What was your GPA when you graduated? What did you major in? Did you lead your team? Were you a captain? Did you graduate? That's all he cared about. Well, but Etling transferred out of Purdue. Yeah, man, that's, you're right. He did transfer out. But I don't know if he quit on his team, though. Riley Ferguson quit football for a year. And was like, because Gary Parrish has an awesome story about him yeah. throwing balls at street signs as he was working like like paving roads. Yeah. So like we're we're having a different conversation about do, does a guy love football enough? Because this guy at one point in time quit the game. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's a good point. Um. All right. So nobody can say that Danny Etling came from a system. 
Nobody will ever hey, say that Danny Etling is right a about system that. quarterback. Now, I did tell you. Because a lot of those guys come from real offensive systems that are gimmicks. The last show that we did, you and I did talk about whether or not uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, his numbers and whatnot were adequate because they were not even as good as Danny Etling's. Mm-hmm. Well, Etling's were obviously good enough to get uh, to be drafted, right? So, now I don't know what that means. I think there's so much more to why Bill Belichick takes players than numbers. I'm, I'm just being honest. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. So. 100%. Th- there's no way on earth he looked at those numbers and he just looked at game film. Well, you can never look at, like, Sony Michelle's numbers and, and yeah. do that. No, because, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. obviously he shared the backfield with two other guys, which is exactly what he'll I be doing. I do think in, if I needed a running back, Sony Michelle was the one I wanted in this draft. I guess another problem I have with that pick is we used a first-round pick on Sony Michelle. This was the deepest running back draft I have ever seen in my life. If you wanted to get a young running back, just, just go get one in the fourth or fifth round because this was – the deepest running back draft I have ever seen. Did it surprise you that Darius Geist did not go until, you know, no. midway through the second round? So so a lot of stuff has come out. A bunch of the teams have have called him a ball faced liar about the questions. The NFL I did their that, that might the be NFL did their the investigation. Issue. And here's so here was the analysis that I got from from the people I listened to today. They thought that the teams, A, if you ask everybody in the room, because the questions he said they asked him, some of them are questions other people have reported to. Yeah. Is your mom a prostitute and all this stuff? So why do we think they wouldn't keep pushing the envelope and keep asking more egregious questions? Um, and so everybody you know, pretty much kind of summed it up was, well, who do you believe? Because one of these people was ball face ass line. One of these individuals, either Garius Geis, absolutely made this crap up completely or the teams are saying that kid is a liar that kid is a liar and if you call that kid a liar you can't then draft that kid so because now you got to double down your lie yeah all right because we know information will eventually get out of who he accused of saying these things so um yeah i mean we'll see i i think he's I, i also heard some of the medical stuff right like that—that that might have been a, a slight issue. It's one, and well, and this running back draft was just really deep. Why take a chance if you yeah. think a knee might be a problem, or a back, or a hand, or anything might be a problem? And there are nine guys behind him. It's one of the reasons there's no way on earth I would have taken Saquon Barkley in the top five picks. Oh, I agree. No, no way. Well, it, on I, I brought earth. this up to you yeah. the last show, which is he is because he was drafted number two. He is already the number four highest paid well, running back in the league. I wouldn't worry about the money so much because that money is, while he's the highest paid running back, it's still really small compared to what the cap hit is for rookies. The problem is just simply you you could – Mike Lombardi uses the analogy, you went out and got a Bentley. You went out and spent $200,000 on a Bentley. You could spend ninety grand and get a badass Porsche. Yeah. You know. The Patriots got a running back who I think looks exactly like him that I think is this much not as good as him. I mean, yeah. just inches from being great at But if you put him, him in the right system, but because he, he might didn't be better. get the reps and the, and the big game attention because of Chubb, then we didn't get to see him. He didn't get all that film, and they picked him 31. Yeah. That says a, a lot. lot. I, there's no way on earth I spent a top five pick. On, and the, the Cowboys have done it. 
And the Rams have done it. And while I think Todd Gurley is the absolute tits, he is one of the most impressive running backs I've ever seen in my life. When they drafted him, it wasn't until Sean McVay came around and revamped the entire offense completely. Well, in his first season, he it, was great. To make it – yeah, but the Second team still season, sucked. Yeah, the, yeah, the team what was it, awful. What did it matter? It doesn't – running backs don't equate to wins. That's why when everyone keeps telling me, oh, I'm a Browns fan, well, if you're going to take Baker, just take Saquon first. And then ta- No, you do not take a running back. You take the running back when it is the last piece of the puzzle that you need to fit into a winning championship team. When the rest of your offense is when fixed, they've already got you Isaiah go get Crowell, right? The, no, the Browns. we let we let Correll go. But did what you? they did do is sign Carlos Hyde, who is light years oh, better. Oh, that's right, that's right. And they still got Duke Johnson. And hold on, they uh, they took oh they took Nick Chubb. Oh, and they and they are the ones that took Nick Chubb. Yeah, they took Nick Chubb no. with their uh, their fourth pick, the but second. Why, why pick would in you the waste round? the top? I just don't understand what the Giants did. They have one of the worst drafts out of any team out there. And see, what's crazy is if you read different sites and whatnot, oh, I disagree with you will a lot see of them. some of them say that the Giants got like a D. Uh-huh. Some will say that the Giants got like a B or an A. Well, it's because they all think they got the best player in the draft. So many people graded Saquon Barkley as the number one player in this draft. Which is I just think I think all of those me. people are wrong. And that doesn't mean that guy won't be a Hall of Famer. That doesn't mean he won't look like Barry Sanders. But if you gave me Barry Sanders in my prime – he still didn't lead the Lions to any playoff games. Yep. You're right. You're right. Uh, you brought up the 31st pick. Let's talk about the 32nd. The Ravens traded up to draft Lamar Jackson with the last pick of the first round. Can uh, Since I, apparently Facebook can't hear us, can I, can I just speak openly? And I'm, I'm probably going to swear, just an FYI. That's I'm fine. Swear. That's fine. I swear. So, are, so, spoiler alert in case you're listening on the podcast. There are 32 teams in the NFL. I love this game. I love this game. I like a hey, lot of teams. I want you to keep talking. Yeah. I'm going to go change out the cable. Okay. I like a lot of these teams. And there are teams that I dislike. I don't, I don't make any bones about it. There is one team that I loathe, that I hate, that I despise, that I, that I effing hate with all that I have in me. And it is the damn Ravens. And, like and, I'll, and I'll be damned. If they don't take the one guy that I'm in the tank for offensively, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It frustrates me to no end that I talked this kid up. I said in four years, five years, three years, he's going to be the best out of all these quarterbacks. He's going to have the most wins. And you know what? He's dead to me now. (laughs) It is nothing that he did. It's not his fault, but he is D-E-A-D dead to me now. Oh, we got it back because you've been running it the whole time. Man, Facebook Live. We should reshare Ooh. it out and be like, we got sound now. We we went dead on Facebook Live. T- so, type it out and say we got sound now. Got a bum cord, man. We didn't yeah, that's what it is. We time checking stuff. That's shame on us. We're playing. Da-da-da, we have sound. But anyway, out of all the teams, you know what? I hope I'm wrong on him. I hope all these teams that passed on him are dead right. And his accuracy issues are too bad, and he can't survive, and he can't play. Well, I'll tell you this. The surprising thing to me about this was he doesn't fit their offense right now. And I know that they hired new guys on the offense, right? Uh, And I understand that. I I know where you're going with this. But to me, you're going to have to restructure your offense to fit what Jackson does best. And the offensive staff that they have now are the ones that were with the Eagles when Michael Vick had his best statistical year in the NFL back in 2010. 
Like, how long did they give Flacco? Oh, Flacco, before the end of this season, not due to injury, Flacco won't be the starter. Super you Bowl believe quarterback that? will get pulled. He will get benched. He will get sat down. Here is his contract information, right? He so should he be signed coming a, up soon, He right? signed a new – well, he just signed a new three-year deal that pushes him all the way out through 2021. He will be an unrestricted free agent in 2022. I wonder, but here, what, here's I wonder how, this how much is guaranteed. Do we see that? Uh, his guarantee is he got $44 million guaranteed. His average salary over the next three seasons or four seasons. Uh, so he so this year his this signing is including bonus is sixteen and seventeen. Right? No, no, no. This is it from twenty eighteen through twenty twenty one. Yeah, but that forty four million guaranteed has already been paid out. Right, it's already been paid. Uh, that's so they can yes. cut him tomorrow if and they lose if they cut him tomorrow. Their cap hit is twenty four point seven five million. Yeah, but guess what? Lamar Jackson cost him nothing. So you pay twenty four no, million no, no. dollars for a quarterback. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the dead cap. So dead cap is if they cut him tomorrow, it costs them twenty eight point seven five million. Yeah. If they wait until after this season to cut him, oh, they won't cut him in the middle of the season. Well, not not to cut. Well, just to to release him. Yeah, to release him. If yeah. they release him in 2019, mm-hmm. cap hit is only sixteen million. Oh, that's nothing because Lamar's yep. making chump change yeah. compared to quarterbacks. So you you cut. You cut him at the end of you, the season. You bench him in the middle of the season if and you're he's trying to be fight for a playoff spot. A really high paid backup. Yeah, and I think it's. it's I think happen. that's the way that it's going to go. I think it's going to happen too. He's better than Flacco. He's better than him. I don't my know save, that right now. I don't. My think, saving grace is, is Flacco elite. No, that, God, no, please. <laughs> I'm playing. Oh, I'm playing. It's oh God. It's the barstool thing. In, you about threw me into a conniption <laughs> fit. No, I know that Flacco is not elite. Stuff. Flacco had a really good Super Bowl year where he had receivers that played out no, of their mind. and he played out of his mind, too. Right. I'm not taking away the Super Bowl year, but Nick Foles just played out of his mind as well. Yeah. But that doesn't mean Nick Foles is a premier quarterback. Ever since that Super Bowl season, all uh, Flacco has been is mediocre. If you look at every statistical number there is – he is somewhere between 12 and 17 in every quarterback ranking out of 32 teams. That is right in the damn middle. Yeah. It's right in the center. That's it. And, and yeah, he made all that money because average. he won a Super Bowl. Average. Let's talk about your uh, list of teams with the best draft. All right. We have the same top three. That doesn't shock me because I don't think it's close. I don't think it is either. I don't think it's close. We both have the Chicago Bears at number one. Yes, sir. That is not surprising whatsoever. The Bears hauled in Roquan Smith from line uh, from eh, a linebacker from Georgia. Uh, second round, they got James Daniels, a center from Iowa. They got Anthony Miller, wide receiver out of Memphis. Joel Iyegbunwi, Buniwi, whatever, not even linebacker from Western Kentucky. Uh, Bilal Nichols from Delaware. Kyle Fitz, defensive end from Utah, and then Javon Wims, wide receiver slash tight end from Georgia. Uh, look, their top three picks were, were where it was at. Home they runs. were all home runs. Home runs. So Roquan Smith, James Daniels, Anthony Miller, they got all of those in the first 51 picks of the draft. And that's an A grade for me. I think they got the best player in the draft. I think Roquan they got Smith. the most dominant player in the draft. And in five years, this guy wins defensive MVP awards. I've been bold on this kid. 
I think they got the best wide receiver in the draft. And I think they got the best wide receiver in the draft, too. That is not – and that is not a homer pick. I I argued with a friend of mine up and down. This dude is – he's better than Calvin Ridley because he does things differently than Calvin. He's physically bigger than him, and he's better than Moore. Yeah. He's just – he's the best wide receiver in this draft. We've got the Denver Broncos with the second best. No doubt. Now I want you to listen to this haul. Bradley Chubb fell all the way to fifth to them. So where they might have wanted to get a quarterback in this draft. They would have taken a quarterback or they would have been the one to trade with the Bills. Yeah. The Bills traded up. But there was no need to because Bradley Chubb is possibly the best a Hall player, of Fame. The best player in this draft. Yeah. The, the best player in this draft was between Roquan Smith and Chubb. So so with Bradley Chubb and the and gap Von between Miller, those two guys and everybody else, a lot of people had the guard from Notre Dame in there, pretty good player too. Yeah. Other than those three, the gap was massive. Yeah. Sorry, Barkley. It was massive. They also picked up Cortland Sutton from Southern Miss wide receiver or Southern Miss, Southern yeah. Methodist uh, wide big, receiver. Big, strong, tall wide receiver. Running back Royce Freeman from Oregon. He is a speedster. He will be able to do a lot with Case Keenum. Uh, Isaac Yeadam from Boston College, cornerback. Josie Jewell, linebacker from Iowa, which I was surprised that he dropped all the way to the fourth round. Uh, but they picked him up. Deshaun Hamilton, uh, Deshaun Hamilton, wide receiver from Penn State. He was an absolute freak. Uh, Troy Fumagalli, tight end from Wisconsin. He was awesome this past year. Uh, offensive guard center from Arizona State, Sam Jones. Kelshawn uh, Berea, linebacker from Washington. I, I saw him play multiple times last year. And then running back from Arkansas, David Williams, who didn't get a lot of playing time, uh, but he was fantastic when he did. He was yeah. hurt several times so that's why he dropped all the way to the seventh but man they got an absolute haul i they think got this a is john always best or john always yeah. best draft they got a defensive stud and a wide receiver that i like a lot that i mean that's what made the bears pick matter so much to me well they got two great wide receivers yeah they got uh they got a couple of really good serviceable running backs uh their linebacker josie jewel i mean we watched him with iowa a bunch and he made ohio state look like chumps last year bad and then Bradley Chubb. I mean, it just just dra- could just possibly be the best Bradley player. Chubb. This was my problem. This was my Cleveland Browns problem. They did what I wanted Cleveland to do. As much as I love Roquan Smith, you, you take the best player on the, you, on the board. You could have had you could have had Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb for a decade destroying the league. I'm going to tell you right now: if you're a quarterback and you play in the in the AFC West, they're pooping their pants. Yeah, and it's just a fact. KB jumps in on uh, on Facebook. He said, "Fun fact: Sam Darnold's grandfather's name is friggin' Dick Hammer." That yeah. is true. Yeah, he uh, he true. he was at uh, USC as well. So uh, we hadn't even talked about Sam Darnold going to the Jets. I, I, I'll go on and tell you well, this: just, I think it's a good fit. Yeah. But we'll we'll talk about. Uh, you think so much more about fit than I. I just want the best player, and and I don't care that if you're used to having that kind of player or not. If your offense is built around that guy, you're not, I don't care. I want the best player. There are a lot of players that, look, fit for quarterbacks is huge. Disagree. Just couldn't couldn't disagree more. How? Okay, explain this to I me. I think really good quarterbacks, your top-tier quarterbacks that are going in the top of the draft or should be going in the top of the draft, can play in any system. Hey, guess what? Josh Rosen's really smart. There's not a single offense ran in the NFL that Josh Rosen can't walk in and play, which is why he was the best quarterback in this draft. 
Okay, okay, not, you make not sense. One thing. You know who needs fit? Gimmick quarterbacks need fit. Yeah. Bullshit gimmick quarterbacks that don't know how to play real man football. Case, Case Keenum. Yeah. Doesn't fit with you know what the Rams were doing. No. So he goes to the Vikings. I mean, there's a really good chance that Baker, I'm not going to crap on my team. I'm trying to be positive this year. But there's a really good chance that Baker's a gimmick quarterback. Because yes. what do they run in Oklahoma? They run a gimmick offense. That's exactly what I'm pointing at. I, but, but that doesn't have anything to do with the top-tier guys in fit. Okay? No, I'm with you on that. I'm not saying, look. But when you're ranking quarterbacks, you need to realize if you can play in any system, Did you I, should be I far more valuable. I didn't rank. Sam Darnold in this instance here. Well, you I'm had just saying Sam that Darnold he, ranked higher than Josh Rosen. I did. I did. Because I feel like he fit with more teams. I don't think that's, that Josh Rosen fits with a lot. Of, I think he fits exactly where he went. I think Josh Rosen I think could have that, gone to all 32 teams and been unbelievable. I think that Josh Allen uh, doesn't really fit anywhere. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. People have been really hard <laughs> on that guy. If the Bills hit on him, a lot of people are going to look bad. Uh, agreed, agreed. But I just, man, going and looking at all of the and, – and a lot of people talked about him really well. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't – like he – I'm not going to defend him. I'm just – I'm not going to crack he, on him he could end up He could end up being great. But, I mean, we saw the same thing with Jake Locker. Like, For, it, that's what he looks I, like. I, I know. So, you know. Locker, I mean, was, I, Locker was light years smarter than Josh Allen. Which is you're talking about smart which is quarterbacks, scary, right? Smart quarter, and he was light years more athletic than Josh Allen too. Yeah, that dude could run. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. All right, so we had the Washington Redskins as our number three. Yes, Deron Payne, defensive tackle from Alabama. Darius Geis, running back from LSU. Jaron Christian, offensive tackle from uh, Louisville. Tony Apke, safety from Penn State. Tim Settle, defensive tackle from Virginia Tech. Sean Deon Hamilton, who has an injury issue. Uh, or not a, an issue, but a history. Uh, linebacker from Alabama, Greg Stroman, cornerback from Virginia Tech, and Trey Quinn, wide receiver from SMU. They knocked this out of the park. Like They filled all their needs, but the first pick, they just took the best player in the draft. Yeah. That was available at that time. They they took the best player. Absolutely. And and that's that's what I look for. When teams talk about need and, and fit, I think all that's ridiculous in the first round. In the first round, I want the best player available, and I do not care if I've got six of them. Yeah. Guess what? Running back will never be best player available, so I don't have to worry about that being a problem. Okay, But I want the best player available in the first round, and then I'll figure out my needs later. Because you know what? If you took Bradley Chubb, and you didn't need another defensive lineman, and you need a left tackle, I bet if he turns into a stud, you could trade him for a left tackle. Probably. Better than the left tackle you, you drafted. Yes. Agreed. I bet. Either way, you're going to need a left tackle. My Browns need a cornerback. You know what's really hard to grade? Not really hard. What is absolutely impossible to grade in college to pros? Cornerback. Okay? But if they would have taken Bradley Chubb and he turned into the wrecking machine that they need, they could have traded him for the best cornerback in football. Yeah, yeah. Because he's more valuable than cornerbacks. You had the Steelers. I did. As the number four team with the best draft. Who did you have? Uh, number four for me, I had the Titans. Okay. Uh, the Steelers had what? Let's see. They had Terrell Edmonds. They had seven picks. I, I love, 
I love the Terrell Edmonds pick. I well, here's the issue, though. He was it, Terrell Edmonds wasn't expected to go until the third day, and they took him in the first round. Okay. So that kind of surprised me a little bit. See, but you also reading things like that. I also said on our podcast I would take Shaq Griffin in the first round. I think he yeah. has first-round talent, and he didn't go until like the fifth or sixth round. I, I don't think that I'm wrong if you're a team and you take him in the first round. Because I think he's going to eventually be one of the best safeties in football. And you might he, be right. And if I might think right. that, I don't want to wait around just because I can and you're in the back of the draft. No, you, you might be right. You might be right. All right, so Edmonds goes uh, number 28. They take James Washington, wide receiver from Oklahoma State. Who Replaced is, uh, Bryant. Yep, that they home run threat. Away. Home run threat there. They also stole a third-round pick from the Raiders. If you want to ask me who did the worst in this draft, I think the Raiders did the worst. <laughs> and that's a team I love. And you know that. I think the Raiders going, were pretty bad. I think they did worst. Uh, Daniel chimes in on Facebook. He said, can we talk about the Cowboys taking a linebacker over Calvin Ridley? Um, you you did good there. Not that I, I'm not a big fan of that linebacker, Gary Earmuss. I think Calvin Ridley's going to be a bust. I think Calvin Ridley went exactly where he needs to go. Ridley would have had too much pressure on him in, in Dallas. Ridley can't because, be a number one receiver. No, I think he's, he's gonna, a perfect number two. He's going to be great in Atlanta, which is going to make my bus comment look bad. But as soon as Julio goes down, which Julio will go down, you don't want Calvin. Now, you probably didn't want the dude you got. I hate that for you. But you didn't want Calvin. So, I, I don't think they wanted Calvin Ridley. They, if anybody, they wanted DJ Moore. Or Anthony Miller. A big receiver that can just go up and say my ball. Yeah, I mean that's that's with what you crazy need. athletic ability. That's a, yeah. I hope you're right about the bust. Oh, I, I'm I'm right. I'm right. It, I'll Julio, be here to point this out if it's not Julio. Just will so miss, y'all know. Julio will miss at least three or four games this year. That's a fact because that's what he does. And as soon as he does, we will see Calvin Ridley's worth. But when Julio plays, he will be a stud. Absolutely, because he's going to get the second tier coverage. Better believe that. All, All right. right, so the Steelers also took Mason Rudolph, uh, quarterback from Oklahoma State. That works out well with their wide receiver pick. Uh, and, and Rudolph, I think, automatically comes in and is the second-best quarterback on the roster because I hate Landry Jones with everything right. in my soul. So, you know, let me let me have a conversation. So, we're buddies with the dudes that run West Lot Pirate. Give them a little love in yep. case they ever listen. West Lot Pirates, go subscribe to their podcast, yeah, they're, Northwestern they're Podcast. They did a draft breakdown, and they were like, I think they're really so- – Maybe it wasn't them. I've listened to a lot of podcasts lately. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was them. They were like, oh, but they're pretty solid on Landry Jones. I don't know why they took a quarterback. One of the podcasts. I'm sorry if Wait, I shamed it, who, them. Whoever and, this was. And, and they were like, he's done pretty well whenever he has to come in. And I just laughed and laughed. I thought, please let Gary hear this one day. Oh, my Lord. Please. You know what? It might not have been them. It was one I listened to yesterday. I listened to them yesterday. So they didn't understand why you would take a quarterback. Yeah, because why would you waste a pick on a quarterback? Because you already because got Landry, Landry Jones. Jones is, is the heir apparent. But yeah, okay. And I hope to God if Landry right. Jones hope, is the heir apparent, I will, I will quit. Well, but I love. I already, I already said once this year I was going to quit watching NFL. But I like I like Mason Rudolph a lot. I really do. I'll just um, move straight to being a Tennessee Titans fan. I just uh, period. I'm already a pretty big Titans fan, but I I'm Steelers like by my heart. There's nothing I can do about I was raised to be a Steelers fan. There's nothing I can do about that. But, but my God, if Landry Jones ends up being your starting quarterback, one, I already know everybody's going to get fired. Who's the you know offensive coordinator? Did they hire within? They hire the quarterback's coach? Uh, that's a good question. I think they did hire their – well, no, they didn't hire Feetner. 
It was Randy Feedner. Was uh... anyway, the Steelers draft was my my fourth best draft. I I liked the guys that they got at the top. I think. They oh, did they did. Job. Yeah, they they hired Randy Feedner. That's what I thought. I thought they hired with I'll him. I'll be darned. Memphis guy. Yeah. Former Memphis uh, offense coordinator. I hope he fails. Well, I mean, he was. Historic, he was all right. Historically failed. He was D'Angelo Williams' offensive coordinator back when he was at Memphis. <laughs> yeah, that was like 15 years ago. <laughs> they used to put up some points back then, we were, back when they we were, were beating Louisville. We were and in like like middle of high school. Yeah, that, that's been a little that. while ago. A little while ago. All right, so, uh, so the last four picks that they got, which is really but where a lot of this went. Yeah. Uh, Chakuma Okarafor. They got a tackle. Western Michigan. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Allen, safety from Penn State, went in the I, fifth round. I expected I like him, him kind of in the third. I like him. I like him yep. a lot. Jalen Samuels, tight end from NC State. He was fantastic this year. Yeah, and then Josh and Frazier. And Josh Frazier, defensive tackle of Alabama, that I did not expect to go this year. So that was a little surprising. The Titans, uh, I think, it depends on how you want to grade. Like, if you got a big haul of players and you want to just grade teams on that, then cool. Like, I could see where the Steelers would be. The Titans only drafted four players. They got Rashawn Evans, linebacker from Alabama. Traded up to get him before the, uh, the Patriots picked him. Uh, Harold Landry, they traded up in the, early in the second round to get him. Now, he had some medical issues. But he's fine. But, but he's fine. Well, I, I don't know health-wise that he's fine. If he don't have medical issues and he plays, it, yes, that he will a be a stud. He that was worth stud. trading up for. No, I agree. Uh, Dane Cruikshank, safety out of Arizona. He was fantastic. I, I've watched him multiple times. Uh, he's a playmaker. Just flat-out playmaker. Say the next pick. Say the last pick. Quarterback Luke Falk. I love this pick. I love this pick. Uh, Look, you know who their backup is right now in Tennessee? No. Blaine Gabbert. Oh, yeah, you need it. So, Luke Falk could come in immediately. All right, so you got to be careful here. This administration that's running the team – now, the the guy that drafted, drafted Mariota. But all the coaching staff, none of these people are attached to Mariota. No. If he – we've talked about this in the past – more important than your ability in the NFL is your availability. If he continues to not be able to stay healthy and be on the field, they will not. If if they are trying to do Patriots 2.0, they will not develop an offense fit for Marcus Mariota. And I they agree. will find somebody else and move on. And Luke Falk can absolutely fling that thing he around. Can, I, listen, he is a system quarterback. He comes from the god of offense, in my opinion, Mike Leach. All offense stems from Mike Leach. Harold, but he's he's Mike got Leach. he's but, got an arm and he's got size. Slang it. Yes, he if certainly you, can. If you put all the coordinates of what you want in a quarterback physically into a machine and three D printed it out, Mason Rudolph and this kid, those are good picks. Let's talk about the uh, the number five team for you. You had the Seattle Seahawks, which most team or most uh, people sites gave them a really bad grade. Gave them like an F. Yeah. yeah. So those people are wrong. I- explain to me. Why I did this? I did this very, very narrow-mindedly. Rashad Penny is a really, really good running back that ninety percent of the world did not see. Yeah, but would you take him in in the first round, even if you don't have a second round pick? Um, they they need a running game real bad. They've got to get a running game established, or they're going to get their franchise quarterback murdered. Yeah. Okay. There was no. He was the best player available out of all the needs that they had. And I really like him a lot. And and I he probably wasn't the best running back available in my opinion, but I like him. I like yeah. him a lot. Um getting getting green from USC, that helps their defense. Yeah. They've got to replenish that defense. And that's what they did. After they took Penny, 
all they did was load up on defensive players. Well, so here's they took Will Disley tight end from Washington in the fourth round. They took Shaq Griffin, your boy from Central Florida, linebacker, safety. Uh, they took safety Trey Flowers at Oklahoma State. He's awesome. I think he's really good. Yep. Michael Dixon, punter from Texas. That's going to help out your uh, field position game. Jamarco Jones, offensive tackle from Ohio State. Jake Martin, edge rusher, defensive end from Temple. And then Alex McGough, quarterback from uh, Florida International. So here's here's what I thought. I think a lot of people graded them poorly because they took a kicker, which I'm not a fan of drafting a kicker ever. Yeah. Why waste a pick? Um, and so that I, I'm not giving them any positives for that. I'm not really giving you any negatives for that because it's a late fifth-round pick. It doesn't matter to me. I think Trey Flowers – didn't Trey Flowers used to play at Florida? Is he a transfer? Has he always been at Ohio, Ohio He's always State? been – he's always been – For some reason, was there a Qu- Trey Flowers in Florida? There was a – there was a Quentin Flowers at South Florida. That might have been what I was thinking about. Anyway. He was a quarterback. And, 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 I, and I have made no bones about it. I think they got a first-round talent in Shaq Griffin in the fifth round. I think that's a steal. I think that's an absolute steal, and what pisses me off the most is they picked one pick before the Patriots, and there's no doubt that I think the Pats would have taken him. They were going to wait and take him in the late fifth round, and they missed him. Okay. This is why you take your guy early and don't wait around and hope nobody else takes him. You got a dude on the board you like, you go grab him. I took the Atlanta Falcons as my fifth best team. That doesn't surprise me. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver from Alabama, got him late in the first. Uh, at, way after anybody expected him to be gone. Uh, Isaiah Oliver, cornerback from Colorado. They got him in the second round. And, look, I'll tell you this, Oliver. Look, I watched Colorado play a lot two years ago. And then I watched him play several times this past season. And Isaiah Oliver can flat-out play cover corner, and they needed a cover corner. So they got a good one with him. Uh, Dedrin Sanat. Defensive tackle from South Florida. Big body. They need somebody up front. That works out well. Ido Smith, running back from Southern Miss. He's actually pretty good. Russell Gage, wide receiver from LSU. Obviously, LSU has not had much of a passing game, but Russell Gage is a fantastic player. Uh, and then the the linebacker from Yale that I don't even know. Um, but I think that the the Falcons hit some needs and and got some really good talent, especially for the position that they were drafting in. So I, I feel like they did really well for where they were. I wasn't impressed. <laughs> I didn't expect you to be. That's it's all good. It is all good. All right. Um, let's talk about uh, some of these top undrafted real quick before we move into the next go-round. Uh, I thought Riley Ferguson would go because he's 6'6 and 250 pounds, whatever. And he can fling the ball. I thought he would have gone, but you pointed out some other things. Uh, Nick Stevens, at one point in his junior season at Colorado State, people were talking about him possibly being a first-round NFL draft pick. The fact that he did not get drafted at all really surprised me. And these guys will probably get picked up for practice squads. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all getting picked up undrafted. Chase Litton, Marshall, another one of those guys, huge guy, 6'6", whatever. And, and he led Marshall to a really good season this year. JT Barrett, uh, I don't know that it surprised me that he didn't go. Uh, running backs, Josh Adams from Notre Dame did not go. Uh, Daryl Williams from LSU, Akram Wadley, Cameron Petway. Now, Petway from Auburn uh, did not do much this past season. Uh, he's had injury problems, et cetera. Uh, it surprised me that Ralph Webb from Vandy, who was the all-time leader at Vanderbilt, 
that he did not get drafted. Uh, so that surprised me a little bit. The, these guys just happened to come out in a year where where running, it was running just, backs were just obscene. Let's see, wide receivers. Uh, there was not a single name on here that surprised me that they didn't get drafted. So right? Let's just move on. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Where else? Are I? There's like 57 wide receivers that didn't get drafted. Uh, tight ends. Uh, nobody. Nobody that that you would expect. This was a really deep tight end class too. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure it's top heavy. Uh, Zach Crabtree from Oklahoma State, offensive lineman. Uh, Toby Weatherby or Weathersby from LSU. I was surprised about that. Hey, tell me, okay, so back to the quarterbacks. Tanner Lee from Nebraska got drafted. Did that surprise you at all? I don't know. I mean, I don't, that I, kid threw interceptions every other pass. I could not understand it. Uh, Austin Golson, offensive lineman from Auburn, did not go anywhere. Uh, defensive lineman, uh, Marcel Frazier from, uh, from Missouri, Trenton Thompson from Georgia, Christian Lacouture from LSU. None of those guys went in the draft. I, I could not believe some of those. So Tanner Lee went to the Jaguars, right? Yeah. Well, they're so, used to get well, they're just, Yeah, I was about to say, they're just trying to get somebody <laughs> that won't make Blake, Blake look bad in practice. Uh, linebackers, uh, Sky Moore from South Carolina, uh, Mike McCray from Michigan, and then Matthew Thomas from Florida State. None of those went anywhere. I, some of these names, I was just surprised that they didn't come off the board. That's because they were really good in college, but college ball and pro ball is just different, man. Trey Williams from Auburn? Just different. He didn't go? Like, if, you, if you're not big enough, strong enough, or fast enough, and if you're missing any of those three, you don't get to play. Kevin Tolliver from LSU, defensive back? Just didn't show enough. Yep, didn't show enough. Now they all end up on uh, on you know practice. Not, not squads. all of them. Some of them. A lot of them end up on them. practice squads. Uh, Daniel Pinero from Florida. He did not get drafted. He was a place kicker. He was the number one kicker in the country at one point when he went to Florida. Uh, and then punters and whatnot. Kick, I mean, kickers should not be drafted. That's, I, I, that's something that has happened a lot recently. They just should not be drafted. Like a whole lot. It is so hard to pick talent. I won't. I don't necessarily need to have. I, a. I would rather have top loaded picks than back loaded picks. But more than anything, I just want as many darts to throw at the board as possible. Yeah. Because yeah. it's really hard to gauge these things. And if I got more darts than when you, if you if you end up drafting I, a kicker that you don't necessarily believe in, you end up with Jake Elliott, who the Bengals let go last year. Yeah. And then the Eagles pick him up for nothing. Yeah. But you've wasted a draft pick. But you wasted a draft pick. That could, you could have taken some outside linebacker that nobody's ever heard of or a wide receiver with a chip on his shoulder that might turn into a stud. Exactly. Exactly. All right, I'm going to take a uh, – we're going to do a little ad right quick, and then we're going to play a little trivia before we get into NBA and NHL. You wanted the best online sports book? That's easy. It's mybookie.ag. They've got the easiest website layout, the best odds, amazing customer service, and payouts in only two business days. Check out mybookie.ag for yourself. And then when you sign up, use promo code WCE50 for 50% deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag, promo code WCE50. All right, let's kick back in. Draft picks by conference. The SEC had 53. That is the 12th straight year that they've had 50-plus. Definitely a, uh, a big deal. Uh, the ACC had 46. The Big Ten, 32. The Pac-12, 30. The Big 12 had 20 picks. 
The American Athletic Conference had 18, Conference USA 10, Mountain West 9, MAC 5, Sunbelt 3. Who do you believe is the team that had the second? We know Alabama had 12. Who do you believe had the second most NFL draft picks in the SEC? Oh, in the SEC? Georgia. LSU. Okay. With seven. Oh, Ed Lee getting in there. Yep. Georgia had six. Florida had five. And then Auburn, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss all had four, four. each. Uh, all time, who do you believe has the most NFL draft picks of all time in the SEC? Alabama. Alabama's number one. They uh, they beat Tennessee this year. Tennessee is number two. Alabama has 355. They are number seven on the all-time list. You're talking about teams that have been good for a long time. LSU's been good for a decade. Two decades. Mm, they haven't been good for two decades. I, I became an LSU fan less than two decades ago. They weren't good. What was, what, 17 years ago, 18 years ago? That's not two decades. Almost two decades. <laughs> You got to complete right. the decade to be a decade. Tennessee is uh, is number nine all time with three hundred forty six. Florida is number ten with three hundred forty four. LSU is number thirteen with three hundred thirty five. Georgia at number fourteen three twenty three. A uh, and two eighty two has them at number eighteen. Auburn number twenty two with two seventy three. Arkansas two sixty nine at number twenty four. Ole Miss two forty at number thirty two. And then Missouri two fourteen at number thirty nine. So the SEC has 10 teams in the top 40 all-time NFL draft picks. Pretty impressive. And that goes all the way back to when they were doing, you know, Texas A&I or Texas whatever. So uh, tell me the last time that each one of these teams did not have a single NFL draft pick. You ready? I don't Okay. I need a little bit more of a question. Go ahead. Okay. The, the, last, the last season – that each one of these SEC teams did not have an NFL draft pick. Oh, I would have no clue. I just I just think back to like when they weren't good, right? Vanderbilt. When they weren't good? <laughs> Their entire career. Maybe I shouldn't have started with Vanderbilt. Uh, this is impossible. Let's go with, all right, how about this? We'll start with the longest. This team has had a draft pick every year since since then. Florida. Florida didn't have anybody drafted this year? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Florida did, but it, oh. I'm, I'm asking you for the year, like around the time period. I don't know, 1960 something, 50 something? 1951. Yeah. Nobody else is even close to yeah, that. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Uh, the next longest distance was Georgia, 1992. Yeah. Kentucky had none drafted this year and none drafted last year. Wait a minute. Oh, it was Western Kentucky. I was about to say, we talked about a kid from Kentucky. Yeah, Western, about, Western Kentucky had one. I thought we drafted. talked about a linebacker from Kentucky. Nope. Nope. Western Kentucky. The linebacker was from Western Kentucky. Okay. So, uh, Georgia was 1992, Missouri 2004, Kentucky this year and last year. Uh, South Carolina did not have a single draft pick last year, which is surprising considering what Steve Spurrier was doing with that bunch. No, no, no. They were just ago. all really young. Yeah. That's why they were good last year. Well, I'm, I'm talking about 2017. That's what I'm saying. That's why they were good last year, because they didn't lose anybody last no. year. In 2017. No, the, 2000, draft, the 2017 draft, which was 2016, that was the year yes. that, that, was the year that uh, 
You're not you're not following my logic. None of the players got drafted in 2017 because they weren't draft eligible. The good players they all played last year. Oh yeah 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 okay okay that's why they were good last year is because they didn't get anybody drafted last year. Well, 2017, the 2017 draft would have been seniors in 2016, which means that none of the guys from like the 2012 yeah. or 2013 class when Spurrier was winning 11 games a year. A lot of those guys went as juniors. You can't look at that. Which is crazy. I know uh, Jadavion Clowney and, and all that. I, I got that. But not a single player in 2017. Uh, when was the last time that Tennessee did not have a single player drafted? Ooh. I'm going to probably say sometime in the, like, mid-90s. 96? 2016. Oh, last year. Two years ago. Two years ago. And then they didn't have one in 2015 either. They were, they were pretty slow. Derek Dooley. I thought they've always had like one guy that was exactly. like a five you would star always think so. Through. Yeah. You'd always think so. That's why I'd have thought it'd been like weird. Oh, you know what? I should have known it wouldn't have been in the 90s. That was when Fulmer was just pumping that play. Well, Fulmer started in in 1992. Yeah. So, so 96, yeah. Fulmer would have been putting tons of guys well, Yeah. In they the they had Peyton Manning. Peyton yeah, Manning I was, was 96. I was wrong. I was way wrong. Well, I, I knew. Shut up. <laughs> I knew I was wrong when I said it. Uh, LSU, when's the uh, when's the last time they didn't have one? It's been a while. 93. You nailed that one dead on the head. Yeah. 1993. Auburn, when was the last time they did? This was surprising to me. Oh, those Chiswick years were bad after Cam left. It wouldn't shock me if it'd be like 2012. They were always buying players. You know that. Come on, man. Don't don't act like it that. wasn't 2012. Don't talk crap about Auburn. 2003. The season right before Four Cam. Right before they went undefeated. Yeah. Until, well, no, not Cam was 2010. 2003 was that undefeated season under Tommy Tuberville. Oh, that is the undefeated. They, they got left out of the game. Yep. Yep. Damn. Texas A&M was 07. Alabama was 2008. Before that, it was 1970. Uh, 2008 was uh, after Saban's first so season. So let me tell you this. Let's, let's talk about that for a minute, okay? Hang Which on. one? The Tommy Tuberville deal. That guy. There's a lot of people that know Tommy as just a great asshole. Yeah. That guy's a hell of a coach. Oh, absolutely. That, that absolutely. is unbelievable that he took a team with no – well, it could have been like the South Carolina thing like this year. Where, where they were all really they young. Were all, and then, they were all older, experienced, yeah, because the, the stronger, next season, bigger. They went undefeated and got left out of the championship. The next season is when they had uh, Cadillac, Cadillac Williams and, and, and Ronnie. Ronnie. Yep. Yep. And so, an unbelievable offensive line. Yes. Yeah, And Jason Campbell. And Jason Campbell, yeah. So, yeah, they had a whole bunch that oh, were coming up. Yeah. They were coming up. Uh, Alabama 2008, Saban's after, right after Saban's first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2008 is when they went undefeated up until the SEC championship. Man, game. you know they've been buying players forever. Oh, yeah. Come on. Believe it. Mississippi State 2009 and 2008. They've been uh, trying to buy players forever, and they just can't. Ole Miss 2013. Boy, them Houston nut years really did them in, didn't they? <laughs> That's Those some were, bad juju. It was, it was hard cheese. It was, it was bad news. Uh, 2008, before that, for Ole Miss. Vanderbilt was 2015. Before that, 2011, they didn't have one drafted. And in 2007, they did not have one. So, I know that Ole Miss is not nearly as big as a school as Tennessee is. But if Ole Miss doesn't hit on Houston, I mean, on a uh, Hugh Freeze. Oh, they're in the dark ages. Look at Tennessee and look how – when you go through three just misses on coaches, and I'm not talking about 
bad coaches or maybe some bad years. We're talking about just complete golden sombrero misses. Yeah. It devastates a program. Like and look at Tennessee. Well, you can look oh, at what Alabama did. Oh, yeah. Back in the uh, yeah, back in the mid nineties, you didn't and... hold guys long enough for it to devastate your program. The problem well, no, is, it was your just, guys we got missed fired so quick. many times. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you fired them quick, which is which is a dick move, but it's the right move. It's smart. Yeah. You Once don't you realize it. that they're not, I've said this be forever. It. As soon as you know you have a losing hand, you fold it. That's why. Yep. That's why I believe that Flacco will be benched. If I was running that team, as soon as I find out this guy's better than him, I'm sorry, bud. You got to sit down. Yeah. And then after this year's over with, good luck. You are Thanks correct. Thanks for the championship. We appreciate you. You are correct. But, but Ole Miss, Hugh Freeze, no matter the, the, the trouble, the NCAA, all that other stuff that happened there, Hugh Freeze could have been the savior of that program because if they miss a third time and they're already not one of the big boys, they go to – I mean, they go to Vanderbilt level bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, because Vanderbilt is, is already – at, at, they're not now, but they were fairly even with them. But but maybe they're not now because well Vanderbilt that's just a rivalry game for some weird reason they play every year. Yeah, it doesn't and, make any sense. And, ever. and every time that a team plays another team every year, but, but yes, they, they always are, have their number. They are Vanderbilt Kentucky level bad historical bad. If if they don't have Hugh Freeze, yep. But they got Freeze and and now Luke seems to be okay. He's doing we'll, okay. He's not we'll, doing terrible. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll time will tell. But Tennessee, you missed three times in a row. There is no – like, it's going to take – I used to say this in business all the time. You can't do something wrong for two to three years, get it backed up, backed up, backed up, and then expect to fix it in three months, six months. Oh, yeah. There's no solution for that. There's there's no quick it's fix. It's going to take – if it took three years to break it, it will take us at least three years to get out of it. Tennessee Vans? Man, you it, you it, need it, to hold on to Jeremy it, Pruitt for a little while. It might, it might take a decade. Yep, you need to hold on to Pruitt and let him build this program up the right way. He won't be a miss. He might not. not be the next Saban or or the second coming of a great quarterback uh, coach. He might not be less miles good, but he's not going to be a miss. No, not not the way that Butch Jones was a miss. Just a just a bumbling idiot, or or even the way that uh, Orgeron was at, at, at Ole, Ole Miss. Miss. Yeah, just, like he's, just Orgeron is world's different. Oh at well, yeah. LSU. Not, I don't know that he's good now. I'm not going to crap my team and stay positive. But, yeah, he's – We'll talk about him a, and LSU a decade eventually. decade changed. Oh, well, we but, get into college football later when college football yep. starts being a thing. Later on this summer. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, you ready to talk NBA playoffs real quick? Yeah. We, we've already gone long, but Throw we'll, me we'll keep rolling. Hey, half the people on Facebook couldn't even listen the first time. Yeah, it's all good. We'll, we'll do it up. Here we go. NBA playoffs. The Cavaliers beat the Pacers in Game 7 to set up a second-round matchup with the Rafter, or Raptors. The Rafters, good lord! Uh, even though the Pacers outscored the Cavs 40 seven points. forty points, seven hundred and four to six sixty four for the series. Now the Cavs are underdogs in this series. Uh, they're at plus one sixty five. The Raptors are minus one ninety five. Let's talk for two seconds about this LeBron James, Michael Jordan, whatever thing. Everybody that has one of these big national shows talks about this ad nauseum. Right. Okay. Do are we the only two people that really don't care about this argument? No, I don't know that we don't care. Here's here's the problem we run into. Okay, Michelle Beadle on uh, Get Up a couple of days. It was after the Game Five win where he just beat his chest and pulled his thing out and showed it to everybody and 
just did things that nobody's ever seen before to win that game. Um, came on, and she made it clear there is a divide in our country right now with sports fans that love basketball. Yeah. Okay? There's a generational divide. The older people, our ilk and older, would say, you guys are just living in the moment, and you never saw Jordan. There could also be some bias that we are clinging to the past so much that we don't It's nostalgia. Want. It's, we, we've built him up to be Andre the Giant, Davy Crockett. He was a real guy, but the further we get away from reality, how real was where is the truth in some of these things? Yeah. Have we legendarily made him better than he is? Now, let me give you the reasons why, if we're going to have this debate, the, the, the logical, because I'm a logic guy for more than anything, most times I use logic <laughs> and reason. Now, I'll use emotion, but when I do, I tell you, this is all heart, no brains. Yeah. LeBron James just played the first season in his entire career where he played 82 games. Yeah. Jordan never didn't play 82 games. Yeah, he never missed a game. LeBron James does not play great defense. He can. He chooses not to. Jordan didn't matter if you were Kareem Olajuwon or if you were Larry Bird. It didn't matter what position you played. That night, Gary Payton, he walked down the court and he said, who's the best? I got him, and I don't have him for a series. We I got him the stop. whole game. I got him from the time the game starts to the time the game ends. Jordan was the best two-way player. But, see, we don't give – everybody shows out all these numbers that show LeBron's offensively has moved past Jordan if you look at all these statistical numbers. Well, yeah. The problem is, is that's because basketball is not really great at defensively. No. Other than steals and blocks, which are really hard to get, you don't get – this guy averaged 30 a night, but when he played against Jordan, he got 12. We don't grade people like that. We didn't back then, definitely. Today we do plus minuses. I bet if we could retroactively go back against Jordan, A, his plus minus would be unbelievable off the chart. But second, look at the guys that he played against that he guarded. If he played Anthony Davis, I got him. Anthony Davis is a foot tall. I got him. I got him, and he ain't doing yeah. what he's doing now. I got him. And even if Anthony Davis goes off for 30, Jordan's got him. Nobody else covers him. I got him. Yeah. That's the thing. And it's what people of our ilk, of our age, have the problem with LeBron is is the flopping. Jordan would have never done any of that flopping. The toughness, the well, mental but, but and back physical then, just – Back then I there was no guts. flopping. Well, there was no – you didn't have to flop because when they fouled you, they, they, they did throw your ass six, seven feet. Yeah. They, you didn't they, have it, was, to flop. it was a real thing. And he never cried. And never I'm not going to complain about LeBron flopping now because it's it, one everybody does it, and and to get the calls, you almost have to do it. I don't know. I think he gets so, the calls already. I, and, and he I does love get LeBron. the calls. I, I know he does. Is, every time I, love I have that. This Caleb argument. jumps in on Facebook and said, "I wish I had a microphone right now." Oh yeah, I'm sure everybody does. I didn't mean for this to become a, a thing. I, I, I was just, just I just surprised. Think, I just think it's impossible to gauge across eras. I think that's where I land on this argument. It is impossible to say what would Wilt Chamberlain look like today. I don't As know. As opposed to because LeBron he, or because I think, Jordan. I think or... Wilt was unbelievable, but he also played yeah. against five foot six white guys. Yeah. Like he didn't have to play against, you know, like Anthony Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Kareem Abdul Jabbar or, was, Abdul-Jabbar yeah. or Bill Russell. Like he didn't yeah. go against those dudes. 
Yeah, it's just it's just different. So and it, you can talk about all the stats in the world about who they played against and all this kind of stuff. I I know for a fact that Jordan never had to go up against a team like the Warriors. Correct. But that doesn't matter That's fact. in the grand scheme of things. Well, it, it like, does. No, hang on. It it does. It absolutely matters. I'm not going to disagree with that. And and I'm going to help LeBron out a little bit, too, on this Well, argument. because he also never had somebody like Scottie Pippen that That's stayed right. with him the whole time. LeBron. Or Dennis this, Rodman for the last three. This is the worst team LeBron's ever had around him. Now. I don't know, man. This one may be a little bit better than, uh, than the one he had in 07. Okay. His first stint from his original contract, that's different. At, kept... at what point does it let's, – let's jump into this. Let's keep the train rolling here. At what point are we going to immediately just – okay, if LeBron's out, then we know that the Warriors are going to win the finals. None of it matters except for where is LeBron going next? Is is that going to be after this series? Do they do they lose to the Raptors? I don't. I, mean, I still got them. I still got them winning the West because they still have. Or winning the, the East. Winning the East. Yeah. Because they still have the best player in the East. They are. He's still plus better than one sixty five against the Raptors. I will. I will be betting money on that. And I will probably take that. I'll probably take that. I don't got, know that I've I got see them, them winning. I've got them winning the the East now. At even money, I, now that they're positive after this series, I'll I'll probably take them to to get better odds with it. There's still now. I would love to see the Sixers and LeBron. Yeah, I, I think we're old going. guard, new guard. I think we're going to. I think so too. I don't think that the Celtics can uh, can get there. No, um, they're, they're not. I mean, they're missing their best. There's three no, of their best four players. The are now out. The Sixers are favored. In game one over the Cavs, or over the Celtics tonight, uh, they're minus four and a half. But there's no series price listed, and I think that's probably because you don't know what like when these guys. Uh, no, two of them will not be coming back. Nobody trusts. Nobody wants to bet against Brad Stevens. It's just scary. No, especially when you don't know what he's got. It's it doesn't matter. And it, it was the matter. same thing with so the, like the Warriors. There was no series price. Brad Stevens uh, is going to go down as the greatest basketball coach of all time. I think I could agree with that. He won't have the championships that some of the others do because we play in a different basketball era. Yeah. But that guy could out-coach Phil Jackson, Popovich, Larry Brown. And I love Pop. I love yeah. Larry. He could out-coach all of them. Let's talk about the Warriors real quick. Absolutely smoked the Pelicans in game one without Steph Curry. Still gave up 107 points. Before, like before the um, – before the series started, there were no odds over at mybookie.ag, which, got, by the yeah, way, if you want to sign they up. They eventually came up. Promo code WCE50. For it came series? up like the day of. Yeah, right? for the series. Yeah. For the series now. Well, I got them, I got them before game one. I got the, the Pelicans at plus five, like 85 or something like that. Well, now you can get the Pelicans at plus 1250. Well, yeah, because they've all, they got down smoked. A well, they're down, even if they – just because they're down a game. Well, but, they, but also because they got smoked – without Steph Curry. And there's a chance that Curry could come back. So if you like all the Pelicans have to do is win game two. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if you got smoked in game one. That's right. Like all you gotta do is knock out that game two and then you got I mean you got home court back. Uh the other part of this, there's no series price listed for the Rockets over the Jazz. But yeah. It, 
which is a little surprising to me. If you got the Pelicans I plus twelve fifty, I think it's like, going to go five. I think the I think the Jazz got enough heart and pride that we'll, they'll win. One they'll win one they'll game win at one home. One of those games in Utah, and that team is a fun team to watch, man. If you're if you're a Memphis guy and you like Memphis basketball, you need to be watching and rooting for the Jazz because that is a Memphis team, just a island of misfit toys that don't know nobody wanted any yep. of these guys. And they are playing unbelievable basketball. Oh, and they got a rookie in Donovan Mitchell that is a absolute. Stud. Don't tell him he's a rookie. Oh, I know he don't want to play. He, he that dude is good. I mean, thirty eight points in that game six closeout. That he's was so uh, that was something else. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the NHL playoffs while we still got a little bit of time. All right. Okay. The Predators scored a two overtime win last night to uh, to tie their series with Winnipeg at one to one. The most fascinating story to me was the Titan, uh, the Titans' offensive line smashing beers before the game. Taylor Lewan using a catfish as a luge was absolutely hysterical. He downed a Bud Light before the game. Marcus Mariota was there. He doesn't drink. He looked so out of place. It, it, the whole thing about this surprised me because the difference in behavioral uh, judgment, right? Offensive linemen can get away with anything. But if a quarterback did that, it would be front page That's right. news. That's right. If Baker does that tomorrow, oh yeah, it would be it'd be over. Did you see it? Yeah, I watched. I watched every second of that game. Did you enjoy it? I don't know that I enjoyed it. It stressed me the hell out. You got the predator or yeah, you got the preds in Pe- this, right? Pecorino has given up four goals in back-to-back games. That's stressing me out. It's stressing me out, dude. That's not cool. Well, you can't win, win a series that way. Winnipeg is also the highest scoring team in the NHL. I know they're really good. I know they're really good. I know they are. It's just stressing me out. The the odds on that series right now with the uh, with the series tied one one, uh, it is minus one ten for either side. Yeah, yeah, it's an even game. That is the most even. Yeah. Like I, I was, I was super surprised by that because Straight you got back. you got well, two up to one once, but. But Winnipeg has now got home ice advantage. Yeah, the uh, which the, doesn't matter a lot in hockey. It matters in Nashville. I don't know that a lot of other c- cities have what Nashville has. No, and not, I'm talking not about a chance. Pittsburgh only wouldn't have it because this ain't nothing new to them. It's like the Pats trying to sell Super Bowl tickets. Yeah, the last couple of Super Bowls, there ain't a lot of Patriots fans there because they're they there. all already gone. They, they've already spent. They've already spent their bucket list on going. Yeah. They've been to seven in 17 years. The Vegas Golden Knights and the San Jose Sharks are both tied at a game apiece. That, the, the Knights. That was surprising The to Knights me. are incredible. Uh, they are. Incredible. They are. Uh, they are favored minus 125 for the series. You can get the Sharks at plus 105 right now. After know? the Sharks stole home court, okay. or home, uh, home ice, mm-hmm. it, is there value there? Oh, I would take the Knights. I'd take the Knights You'd right You'd take now. the Knights, not yeah. the Sharks. No, no, I'd take the Knights. And let me tell you why. Would you take them even at minus 125? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take them now because they're getting good odds before the odds were really crappy on them. Okay. Let me tell you why I'm not scared of that. That is the first game the Golden Knights have lost in the playoffs. Yeah. They swept round one. They won game one pretty easily, like four to nothing. Just killed them. They lost that one in a double overtime, just nut breaker of a game. Did you watch the uh, the Penguins Capitals? I did because I game lost two. money on game one, and I didn't bet it on game two. Okay, the they're tied at uh, one, one game one. each. Now, after the Penguins uh, lost the game, game two, 
Now, this was at Washington. Yes. Uh, they think that the refs cost them the game. I, I have not been able to find what exactly it was that they were. Oh, the goal? Yeah. The goal is absolutely a goal. The goal is – they've got it blown up. I've seen it all over the internet. The goal is absolutely a goal. While, while, while watching, if I can get a word out, the Predators game, <laughs> like in between periods, they would talk about it. It's absolutely a goal, and it's not close. Like okay. you zoom it in, and you see the puck is past the white. You see the puck is on the other side of the, the pipe. Now, that would have only made it 2-3, but with the Penguins, the way they score – if you watch them, yeah. they'll score all their points in three minutes. It, doesn't, it might be the first period, it might be the second period. But it's the, the same period. thing they did against yeah. Nashville but they, last year. They score fast, and, and if they're down two goals with four minutes left to go, it's really hard to come back. But if they're only down one and the, and the sphincters start tightening up yep. in, in Washington where they just are choking dogs and they're used to this, I'm telling you. That they lose. Washington loses that game if they call that goal. I've watched, and that's not about the Penguins. I've watched enough Washington Capitals games. Washington loses that game because that team chokes it away. That's been the uh, the knock on them. And, that, for and I will tell you this now. though that that was absolutely a goal. There was some chicanery going on in the NHL. That's a fact. That happened. The Penguins are still the favorites at uh, minus one thirty-five. You oh, yeah. grab the Caps at plus one fifteen. I wouldn't take them. So you're you're all about some Penguins right now. Yeah, I don't I don't believe in the Capitals at all. I might be wrong, but I don't I don't think so. The Bruins are up one game to none over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Does they that surprise the, you? They beat the hell out of. Them. Yeah, they really did. They I beat was, the hell out. I was of a little surprised. Watched every second of that game because their first series went seven games. They're really good. And the Lightning got through with theirs real early. Was it was a little the, rust. The, no. The Bruins are just better. The Bruins are just really good. All right. So the, the Bruins, Bruins are, are the favored. The Bruins in, game one, in, in Series 1 was playing Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs hadn't been relevant or good in a long time. Yep. And, and, but they were fighting. And they are fighting. They are trying so hard to be good. And and that, they were going up against somebody who just willed themselves to seven games. And yeah. almost one – I mean, they – they didn't. The the Bruins beat them pretty bad, but they 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 all every game up until game seven was just super tight. The Bruins are up one nothing, and are now favored at minus one ninety five for the series. Yeah, while the Lightning are plus one sixty five. You're gonna pay a, you're gonna pay a huge penalty to take them. I took them early. Are they worth taking? Not now. Well, Not I mean, now. I think it's a lock. I I might be dead wrong with saying that. I think it's a lock. I think they are going to the next round. Okay. Okay, so they're, they're, there's they're a little really, bit of value. but They're really good. You're going to pay a premium, but it would be like betting the Rockets right now. Like, I'm going to pay a tax, but I'm going to win it. Yeah. So, it's okay. free money. Okay, I like that. I like that. A little hockey talk. A little bit, a little bit. Maybe so, more, than, more than most people care about. We will... Especially uh, people down here in the South. We will possibly be back later this week. We don't know exactly, for sure. Gary's uh Gary's living with a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I've got uh, a son that is on the way, and the due date is on Thursday. The doctors said that he should have been here last week. So, really, at any point, this door that is behind us on, on Facebook, if you can see it, that thing could have opened up at any point and told us that we have to cut the show short. Luckily, we got to go the full distance today, and that's fine. Um, but in the meantime, if we are not here, it won't be for long. We will be back FYI soon. to Caleb, if you can get a, a phone line that will call America really well, or you Skype, 
if you want we'll to get come you on. on, give us a shout, brother. Just yeah. give us some heads up. We'll make this thing happen for we you. We will absolutely let you on. Where, where is he right now? Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Well, we I go. mean, he might be on some type of vacation because they have weird holidays. There we go. He said, you got it. That works. So the next go round, we'll schedule it and we'll let everybody know whenever that I is. I might have to Skype with you if Gary's incapacitated. That's not a bad idea. So it may not go full uh, Facebook Live, but, but we can make it work one way or another. So you guys know what to do. Go check out the website, winningcureseverything.com. We've got a story up today about the 53 SEC NFL draft picks. Go check that out. Go subscribe to the podcast. Give us a like on Facebook. Share it out. Give us a review over on iTunes. <sighs> Till next time, I hope you guys have a wonderful week, and we will talk to you later. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter at winningcures. You can follow myself at at Gary WCE. You follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551 551- 226-9899 and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show and until next time, have a good one guys. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.